the most right-wing bigoted misogynist that you could think of. And she might not be a misogynist, but she's just the worst person in the world. Uh, okay. if, you, if you imagine like one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, she is that plus the other three. Hello, Internet. You're listening to the In Your House Comedy Podcast with the Babyface and his fellow funny friend. Now hold on to your butts. Keep your arms and legs inside the podcast at all times. Prepare to have an autographical orgasm in three, two, 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 one. Okay, welcome in everyone to episode 24 of the In Your House Comedian podcast. I am stand-up comedian Katie Hinken and I am joined as always by one of my fellow funny friends from around the comedy circuit. Please welcome Mr. John Morris. How are you doing, dude? Hello, hello. Oh, I'm doing great. I mean, found out we're in tier three today, which is lots of fun. I don't know what tier you've been stuck into of the Christmas oh. present of doom. <laughs> yeah, when does that start again? Is that the 2nd of December? Yeah, yeah. once this national lockdown ends, then we're going to a yeah. tier system, then we go into a battle royale system, then it's like 100 days. <laughs> it just keeps going until there's no one left. It is really like that. Where are you from? What what area is it? Uh, so I'm in Clifton, which is just south of Nottingham. Oh, I don't know. Birmingham. Okay, so to the east. Okay. I totally did just have to do Naughty Elephants to remember which way east was. <laughs> <laughs> I do never eat shredded wheat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a very positive start to that then straight away. <laughs> Talking about... Oh. We'll get it out of the way, I thought. Yeah, you know what? I, I always say this with stuff. Like, it's pointless trying to ignore all the corona stuff because it's, it affects everything right now. So I don't try to ignore it on here. It doesn't go out on YouTube, does it? Because you just said the uh, swear word that will get you banned. Oh, yeah. Demonetized, ain't it? <laughs> uh, I, I find it nice that you think this gets monetized to begin with. I'm I'm sure your um, several thousand listeners uh, help you get a bit of cash in. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, all of yeah. them definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's internationally renowned. You know what? I wanted to ask you something actually, because um, we were both on that awkward question time, the Alexine program. Yeah, uh, which you can catch on repeat on Alexine YouTube and on Joke Pit. I think. I'm not sure about that one. I might be wrong about that one. I don't know. I don't know about the Joke Pit, but it's every uh, Sunday at half past eight. Uh, Going forward, the, uh, yeah. Alex Lean Facebook page. Yeah, it was very, like, I really enjoyed that. Um, but I'm still not sure who the hell Pretty Patel is. Oh, okay. I I mean, I I can see a share screen button here. I can get you a photo up of her if you would like, and I could show you her face. I, I mean, uh, I can look for it, but I doubt that will help you much. So, uh, Pretty Patel is a government minister uh, who... <laughs> I think the best Secretary way to describe it is State or Home Department. That one. Yeah, yeah. So she's that. Um, she's a pretty lady. Oh, what? What's it called? Home Secretary. That's that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but yeah. she is possibly the the most right wing bigoted misogynist that you could think of. She might not be a misogynist, but she's just the worst person in the world. Uh, okay. if, you, if you imagine like one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, she is that plus the other three. <laughs> um, uh, some... She did a great video the other day where she apologised for 
bullying in the workplace so bad that the person who did the report on the ministerial standards quit because uh, uh, Pretty Patel wasn't fired. Oh, wow. And she just spent the entire time in this uh, fake second video smirking, saying, I'm sorry that you felt that I have treated you poorly. <laughs> the, the, the just standard non-apology, but she didn't yeah. even try to sound sincere. I feel like it's because I feel like I follow like news of gender. I feel that's a quite is this like a recent thing that I've just completely missed then? Well, I'll, I'll give you this that I have work in politics. Uh, to pay my bills because comedy doesn't. Um, so I, I, I've known Peter Patel for many, many years. Not personally, thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, it's definitely been. She's been a big name last couple of years on the uh, political scene. She's she's one yeah. of those hard right Brexiteers and some uh, Boris Johnson's inner circle. Oh, so she was one of the wanted to leave. Is that then when you say Brexiteers? Yeah, I I cannot confirm that's exactly what she wanted but I yeah. can't see her being a Remainer in any way shape or form you know what it is I, I've said this a few times on this podcast I get really confused with the right and the left which is which and just the concept of like the team mentality you know that like there has to be one side that's right or the other and most of the time it feels like it's the middle that's right so it's a, it's a bit of a fallacy of politics naturally you've got in the UK, a right wing and a left wing party who tends to be in charge of the Conservatives or Labour. Sorry, Lib Dems, but you haven't won power for about 100 years. No. Um, um, yeah. But both are broad churches. So even within those parties, you've got differing opinions. So yeah, yeah. let's go for Labour. It, it is. It is. Um, don't tweet me afterwards saying, rah, 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 it's, the <laughs> it's the party of so and so. But it is both the party of Jeremy Corbyn and Tony Blair. And there are people throughout the entire left, centre-left, centre-spectrum within Labour, as it should be. And in Tories, it's the same. You can go all the way from like your One Nation Tory, uh, let's say like David Cameron, who, uh, although austerity was awful, he, he himself was quite a progressive on social issues. So like uh, uh, equal marriage uh, came in yeah. during his tenure. Uh, all the way over to uh, Skeletor, and then you have Thatcher. <laughs> so you're saying that a lot of them even though like you know they're in these parties and they might be right wing or left wing they a lot of them do lean towards the center in a lot of stuff depending on what it is i i'm just saying there's lots of different views between the two so yeah. it's, it's not as uh one thing or the other i mean if, if you pay any attention to internal labor politics you realize that uh labor spends 99 percent of its time fighting with itself yeah because we have oh, so, ma so many factions within our party that's a very good point. You hear about that a lot. And yeah, if everyone thought the same, that couldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, people are different. So it's impossible for everyone. To... Weirdly. Yeah. Weirdly. So it's why dictators get stuff done. <laughs> they don't have to argue. Yeah. <laughs> so what you on about Hitler, but his organisation was tremendous. I am leaving that there without a comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can hear a slight echo. Let me see if it's me. Right, that wouldn't work, actually. I'll say the word duck and see if it echoes. Duck. No? Nope. Oh, we're good, actually. I turned my mic off and turned it back on and it stopped, so it must have been me in that case. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's, let's just let's just blame you. Mate, it's the usual. It works, and it's usually bang on, to be honest. So I, just, are you wearing a Santa's hat? <laughs> I am. I am. You are. 
Um, but I see you've had professionally made to have your initials on it. Definitely professionally made, yeah. Yeah, totally. definitely. Not, not just a black marker pen. No, no, I'm better than that. I can, I can hear the echo again. I'll try turning myself down. Is that a bit better? It went then when you were doing that. Is that better? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It must have been slightly coming through from the speaker on your thing. Ah, that's fair. I've, I've turned my volume down. Um, right, cool, cool. Did you edit well, this at all? <laughs> yeah, I edited it a little bit. Oh, I edited awesome, it as so. I need to. <laughs> no, no. I like to um, leave it as unedited as possible, but there's always sometimes. We, it's very strange to things that comedians get um, bothered about in regards to what they want cut out. Not what you'd think at all. Never the stuff you'd think at all. I mean, I would just suggest that you might want to cut the Hitler joke out. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. That's fair. Don't worry, man. That's good. <laughs> Anything that you want cutting out, of course, tell me. You oh, no, it's fine. Like, again, I spent time working in politics. Uh, I've I've learned that if I don't want something being repeated, don't say it in the first place. Hey, there you go. There you go. But weirdly, a lot of the time, it is more based on politics and whatnot, which is the things that people want cutting out, which I find surprising. I, well, I, from a personal, I get why anyway. I get why people don't want to connect politics to what they do. I mean, comedians, I think, have a duty to hold power to account, um, even if you're not a, sat a, um, a satirist, satirist, yeah, satire. I mean, that thing. Words. I, I am so sorry. This is this lockdown's gone on so long, been stuck in such a high tier that I've literally forgotten how to interact with uh, humans. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to um, being out and about again, I'm going to have to take like a, a, a cardboard cut out, you know, so I feel like I'm talking through a screen still. Yeah, I'm just trying to leave conversations by finding the uh, the button on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I, I, I can't just leave. I'm, I'm stuck in here. There's, but there's people I don't want to talk to. Why, why can't I mute you? <laughs> people have been asking me that forever. Um, what the fuck was that going then? Sorry, something just happened on my screen. Uh, I see we're oh, going yeah, on okay. the more technical difficulties because <laughs> <laughs> despite having an entire year stuck at home to master it, it the tech still throws up new problems. It's surprising the tech is always the issue. But um, so what have you been doing then over um lockdown time and just the uh, I don't know what you call it, the isolation time in general. This year, while things have been falling apart, what have you been doing comedy-wise or just sanity-wise to get by? Oh, dear. I mean, to get getting by is a... It's basically my, the only thing I try and do each day to get towards the end of it. Yeah, that's all we all do. <laughs> I mean, comedy I've been doing a bunch of improv, which has been good fun. But to be honest, I have just been playing a lot of video games. Okay. And spending my time completing the backlog that has built up over several years of uh, having to do proper work and not have time to sit playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh, so you've been, yeah, catching up. So what's been your poisonous choice and whatnot then? I, I mean, at the moment, I'm playing the new Assassin's Creed and Dark Souls. Um, that Valhalla, the new one. Yeah, Valhalla. So Vikings oh. in medieval England, yeah. or uh, the last time that things were going well in this country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh... 
Uh, and actually, I've, I've played a bit of Watch Dogs Legion as well, which uh, oh. is... Uh, I'd, so basically, all use Ubisoft games are basically the same game with a different uh, veneer. So Watch Dogs Legion is uh, set in a post-Brexit Britain. Wait, where, really? Yeah, yes. Oh, God, uh, okay. Uh, where it's been taken over by crime syndicates and an evil uh, Amazon-like conglomeration and the everyone is jungle. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, and the fact that it's just now, it, it, it looks like it's set in the past. It's like, oh, so this is what London was before all this happened. <laughs> yeah. People in the streets, the ability to converse without wearing masks. Well, man, I mean, um, in a future world, like a dystopian world, it always ends up looking like the past, and I could see that. It makes perfect sense. To be honest, I, I I used to go to London like every couple of weeks. Um, mm. I, I love the city. I, I lived in it for some time as well. Um, but I've not been since the start of this year, or maybe the end of last year, I can't quite remember, ages. So I yeah. literally did walking tours on the map of Watch Dogs Legion, just going between City Hall up to Parliament, going going down the South Bank. Oh, uh, it all proper then? It, it's, the landmarks are there. Uh, yeah. if, if you squint... It looks correct, but if you if you know it in depth, so if you know all the shortcuts and stuff, a surprising yeah. amount works. But it's clear that it, it's a video game. Um, some streets don't exist, some landmarks don't exist in it. Um, but so the majority of the um, structures there. If you know out. London and you play it, you will be surprised by the amount that's with within it. Do not expect a one-to-one recreation. It is still a video game. Don't expect don't expect to like plan some kind of route for a murder in London by playing it. Um, yeah, but especially if you if you Good know me. London quite well, if you walk through uh, Hackney in it or Camden, you you'll just get random people on the streets swearing at you. <laughs> that sounds uh, about right. No, precisely. So they've clearly done their research. Yeah. <laughs> what you need now is just someone trying to steal a crack rock off you. Are you good? I I or did not you... understand what you just said. <laughs> It's probably better that way to be honest. With you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've, were they the same people that made the what was it called again? The games because you said the games are very similar. Did they make the division that one? Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I've not played the division, but it's basically just a shooter in a giant open world, isn't it? But it's one yeah, of those online only sort of games. So I've. I don't think it was online only because I never played the online only games. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not an online game player. I like the story games. I, I I was into Halo Three big time when that when I had that uh, mm. and, and the first Gears of War and I got good at those and then I didn't play online as much and now whenever I go oh I'll go play online I just get absolutely destroyed. <laughs> yep, same, same. Like so I I'm just going to go and play my single player games and pretend like I'm a god. <laughs> it's so much easier. Like, um, no, I'm exactly the same. I get mauled whenever, like Call of Duty, I remember, which one was it now? There was one that I got really good at for a bit and I got really happy getting like third on the list. I was so happy. I can't remember what it was now. I, well, I think about the time, I, the first Modern Warfare, I played a lot of. Mm. Um, but I think that's it actually was- the last Call of Duty I even cared about. I don't even remember which one. They all multi. There's so many of them now. There's like a whole new company doing it as well now because you used to have the two. Now there's three of them, isn't there? I, I have no idea. Sure. I, I remember there used to be Treyarch, Infinity Ward, and yeah. 
nameless corporate entity free. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's going to annoy me because I know I know it. Sarian? No. Let's have a look. Call of... On my own, Jamie. Call of Duty companies? That might work. It's made by Activision. Activision. Yeah. Infinity Ward. Uh... I swear there's another one. There's only two here. Oh. Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to spend maybe, that. Maybe they've gone back to. I honestly, I think listeners can Google and find out. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, I like to find work. out. <laughs> I like to find out. But um, no, I, I can't see it on there. I know. I'm pretty sure there was a third one that got added to it as well. But don't bait. Treyarch was listed on there too, but they might just be another part of one of the other ones. So I, I've just googled it. Uh, so yeah. uh, top of Google, it goes Activision. Treyarch, mm-hmm. Infinity Ward, and then Nokia. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not going to look further, and I'm just going to say that Nokia makes Call of Duty. No, that's the only, yes, the and, only. And they clearly make the ones that don't break. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, are you um, moving swiftly onto a totally random other subject? Are you a Conan O'Brien fan at all? A lot yeah. of people are varied on this. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I watch his bits randomly on YouTube when it pops up. I, yeah, I prefer it's... him over James Corden. Much prefer Stephen. Oh Cobb. yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. How come? I'm interested in that. I haven't heard that opinion before. I do watch some of his stuff too, so I appreciate him. But yeah, I've never heard that before. Oh, oh I, I think I, I, I like the. <laughs> Let's bring it back to this. I, I like Colbert's more political side and how he, um. He's he takes a stand quite a lot, and he does quite a bit of nice work on things. I just yeah. like it. I just like his personal style. Um, and so he... in the run up to the the thing that happened in America, uh, I was watching a lot of his videos just daily, just so I was up to date with. Yeah, I honestly thought it was going to be a Trump victory. Same, really surprised me as well. I know I was, it was like four o'clock in the morning of the night. It's like. Um, because I was, I stayed up with a bunch of friends on Zoom to watch the results. So I on the, the actual results. night, yeah, yeah, I, I did it last time. Uh, no, I did it with the English one actually, with the Brexit one, I think. But yeah, I, I, I actually saw it coming with the mailing votes. I was like, surely they're not going to have the answer on the night. It makes no sense. Oh well, normally they do. To be fair, normally the American ones uh, tend to finish the same sort of time as the British one. But normally, um, yeah, yeah, they just decided to. Um, Mess, make it really difficult for themselves. Yeah, apparently people in the in the different states forgot how mailings worked. You know, they didn't think, oh, we need to send it a few days early for it to get there on time. Well, well, in the states that announced last, so oh, how have I already forgotten all states? Let's go, uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. Um, yeah. um, in those states, definitely Pennsylvania, and I think in the other two. Uh, the GOP, the Republicans, actually blocked mail-in ballots from being counted until the day of or after the election. Well, um, why? Or being verified, I should say. Because with mailings, you've got to verify it against your system to check that it's all okay, and then count yeah. them. And you why can do verification delay? before. Well, basically, because they, they were hoping the election was going to be close uh, and that it would come down to these states... 
which the, side is that again? Sorry, Trump, I just forget uh, which side was. Trump, the Republicans. Okay, thank you. Um, so they were trying to make it as difficult as possible to count the votes, so that they would have more opportunity to undermine the count using the Supreme Court. Uh, okay. Uh, in the 2000 election, that sort of happened in Florida, where the Supreme Court stopped to count the votes. Um, several weeks after said election. Yeah, is and, that the one that took a bit longer because they mentioned this a few times when this yeah, was going yeah. on? Yeah. So Al Gore in 2000 won the popular vote, much like Clinton did in 16, oh. but lost the presidency because of uh, one state, because of Florida. Yeah. yeah. Did, didn't Biden win the um, the popular one this time around? Is that why Biden. they were trying to do these things? Because they thought maybe we're going to lose... You know, which I get, obviously. Yeah, yeah well, so not to go, go into this into two debts because, oh yeah. my God, is it dull? But the Electoral <laughs> College votes, uh, each state has a set amount. Uh, what can happen and what has happened a couple of times over the last couple of decades is one candidate can get less of the popular vote, Trump, uh, Bush uh, in 2000, but win more v- of the electoral college votes in the states, yeah. Because um, like California has fifty-five, and whoever wins California gets all of those. Um, but actually, the smaller midwestern states might only have a couple of votes here and there. But there's a lot of them, and the Republicans win a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so popular votes go by like um, amount of people rather than the system they use. So all the popular vote is it has no bearing on the result of the election. It's yeah, just yeah. Who voted for who? Okay, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, any any sensible person, I would argue, would say, so you've got two candidates running for election in the country. Everyone gets an, everyone gets a vote, uh, and it, all the votes counted equally. So, uh, whoever wins the popular I, vote will then win the election. But uh, when the uh, Constitution was written in the US, uh, yeah, the yeah. white men. Um, side note: Hamilton <laughs> is not. Uh, is not black. <laughs> um, all the white men who wrote the Constitution uh, decided that they can't trust the public, even though the public who could vote at that time were basically uh, men who owned land. Uh, they didn't trust them to always give you the right decision. So they elected electoral college representatives who would then yeah, yeah. go to a conference uh, and choose the winner. And they didn't actually have to necessarily uh, vote for who the population in their state voted for. They could change yeah, their yeah. mind. They could be a rogue elector. Um, in short, if you're listening, American politics is batshit. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't work exactly like that then now because obviously everyone gets a vote now. No, it works exactly the same. It hasn't changed. So, so what are people voting for when they vote then? Okay, right. So I've got a tub of Pringles. There are yeah. 50 Pringles in this tub. 26 of them vote for being eaten. 24% don't. Uh, yeah. Kit Kat box. Five in here. Three vote for not being eaten. Two don't. Uh, that will give let five votes for the not being eaten. But that gives 20 votes for being eaten. So you just yeah. this, each state is a tub of Pringles. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So so so, so um, each state no, no. is its own election. Yeah, yeah. So it does kind of make sense. And so yeah. in each, what I thought then, so it's in each state they're all voting 
for um, an opinion, and it doesn't matter if like forty-five percent of them saying like did wrong on this person, it's the majority, and whatever yeah. the majority decide, yeah. that goes. Yeah, so it's that, that makes sense to me, really. Yeah, it it, it does make sense, and I, it's I get that way of thinking. Bigger states having all of the power. Yeah. Um, but what it does mean is, say one uh, party wins a lot of states by one vote, and one party wins a few a few states by lots and lots and lots and lots of votes. Um, yeah. The party that only narrowly won lots of states would likely win the presidency, even if they got far fewer votes. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but do you never know? Those states might be really dumb. So it makes sense too. This is America, so I can confirm that. <laughs> I'm joking. We love you, America, but please stop voting for people like Trump. I say, living in the UK. <laughs> uh, I mean, in all fairness, though, look at the people that they've had against them. They had Hillary Clinton against Trump to begin with. Hillary Clinton, not great in comparison. Um, now they've got Joe Biden. Sounds sounds good in comparison to Trump, but then you realise the dude has basically early dementia, so it's not that great. Uh, he's got a stutter that he had from childhood. He doesn't have dementia. Yeah, the stutter doesn't account for why he forgot his um, what was it? He forgot his wife's name in a speech, his dead wife, and then he started calling his daughter by his dead son's name, and then randomly went into a, a talk about why he has hairy legs in another speech I saw. Uh, I would be very careful about that because a lot of that stuff is lies that have been pushed by the Trump campaign. Uh, uh, is it, it though? Yes, a lot of them are. Not saying all of them, but a, a <laughs> yeah, lot of yeah. them are. Because there, there was a thing that went around that uh, Biden had referred to George W. Bush in a debate um, yeah. when, in fact, he was just responding to the person doing the debate whose name was George. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's uh, straight so away, there's yeah. Been a, a fair bit of this fake news thrown about. Um, I'm not... Right, Biden doesn't excite me. I'm very, very happy that he's one. I'm very, very happy that we have the first uh, black uh, woman uh, in the White yeah. House now, Kamala they Harris. Should have, they should have focused on it. I'm really surprised they didn't focus on her more in that aspect, you know. So, do you remember 2016 when, fine, Hillary Clinton, establishment politi- politician, yeah. uh, clearly wasn't very popular, though she still won the popular vote by 5 million, so clearly more people voted for her than Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and there was definitely, on top of people's thoughts on her, quite an element of sexism in it. Yeah. Um, so, Sorry, Karen. so I'm not surprised that um, Kamala Harris was focused to the areas which she would do well in, like most vice presidential candidates are, because you, you, yeah. you balance the ballot so you appeal to more people across the country. Yeah, I understand it in that, in that sense, yeah. Right. I, uh, I am fed up talking about politics. Hold on, hold on. Before we do oh. that. Hold on. There we go. Okay. Right. I'm going to put right. on right. a video. What, what, what site are you showing this from? I can see it at the bottom. Hold on, hold on. I'm having a look for some me, random gaps. Right. And why should the voters believe that you can win the national election? I was a Democratic caucus. Remember caucus? 
No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that? No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger. And so we have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. You want to check my shape, man? Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. It is important that I went to bat have spoken, but look... Get your work straight, Jack. I'm Jill Biden's husband. I work for Cedric Richmond. <laughs> Granddaughters not only love their dads, their grandpas, they always like them, and that's the great thing. Thank you, baby. I'm going against my what I was I want saying. Watching me, Finnegan. Anyway, just just kind of funny. Doesn't seem like he's too bad or anything. No, I mean, I stop that. By the way, I'd just like to vocalise, um, I don't know if people have seen this videos or not, do not subscribe to The Sun. Please, please yeah, do not. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to undercut that. Uh, <laughs> I, again, I refer to Biden isn't, uh, he, he is past his prime, and I'm sure he would yeah. say that, um, but he won. And yeah. he won because he knew who to target and he knew where he went down with and he knew how he could focus himself. I, I'm certain that when um, he and Barack left office, he wasn't going to run again. Um, I, I, guess I, will... so. I was looking at other things then. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking at Biden things to see if there was anything on there about it. But you know what? There doesn't seem to be as much like you were saying about the um A lot of stuff, stuff you probably would have seen on Facebook and it probably would... Uh, have weirdly, I've been shared by the far left who were Bernie or Bust, or by the far right, uh, mm. the, the, that Trump cabal. Look, at, in that stuff, clearly he's got some words mixed up. I mean, if, when you're doing that many speeches, it is tough for anyone. Yeah, yeah, you're going to mess up words I, and stuff and say the wrong thing. I, I, I can think of very, very few elections where there haven't been gaffes like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least he didn't go hide in the fridge. Um, and I just want the, the the video where he was kissing. I believe that was his granddaughter. I mean, yeah, it, it, it was what just off the lips. Yeah, I, I wouldn't see I anything mean, bad about that. I, if well, I'll, I'll say no, if that wasn't his granddaughter, that's a bit weird, and that is that's definitely crossing the line. It wasn't like oh yeah, it was just some random person. Yeah, yeah. It was just if, that was his, kid. if that was his granddaughter, cool. Um, <laughs> at what point? Does it go from acceptable to kiss a baby's head to not acceptable? Yeah. Is, there, is there like a cutoff for this? Uh, weird enough, I was um, hearing someone talk about this in a wrestling podcast I watched recently when they were talking about this one guy, Titus O'Neil, kissing his son on the lips, and his son's like, looked like he was about 14 or 15, something like that. He just went over to him at the baby and kissed him on the lips. He's like, is that weird? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think. It, I wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. I, I think this is a cultural thing rather than a weird thing. Um, if if you're planting a fat one on them, if you're sticking your tongue out <laughs> and going down, yeah. I'm going to say that that crosses the line. I, I would I would have to agree yeah. with you. Uh, but if you peck on the cheek, absolutely fine. Yeah, you're going to get a case like... of on the lips. What, that's not really that weird. Yeah, I doubt he's really. Um, I, I don't feel like he's going to be trying to sneak into his room and put his winky in his dinky because of that. I mean, I I don't think he's going to be having illicit affairs in the White House like certain other 
presidents that we have had. Didn't he? Didn't he actually? Um, didn't Trump actually pardon a, a turkey recently? He, he didn't do that most of the years, but he did do it this year. I think that's a yearly thing. I'm not sure if he did it. Yeah. If, he, if he's done it every year, but it's meant to be a yearly thing. It's meant to be. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving. Well, it, it's, it's hilarious because two years ago, whilst he did it, it, he was having a rant at the Democrats after the midterms for not uh, <laughs> accepting the results of the election. <laughs> <laughs> Irony. <laughs> uh, and someone, I believe, shouted out at him, you're going to pardon yourself, Mr. President? Probably oh, because man. he farted more than anything. Trump is like, just to quickly I talk a last bit about Trump then before we start talking about politics. Um, Trump is just immensely entertaining. Like, he has been, he, I love Trump for the same reason I love George Bush. You know, I was a bit younger then, but it was just the entertainment part of it. You know, he's just fun to watch because he's a freaking... Not even because he's an idiot, he's just, he doesn't care. So what what I've seen this year is actually Trump isn't as stupid as I thought he was. Nah, definitely not. Um, he Don't get me wrong, he says some real stupid stuff and he goes off oh, yeah. and he doesn't make sense a lot of the time. But actually he's, he's, not, he's not an idiot. Um, he can't run a business. He, he no. can't run a country. Uh, I, I wouldn't even trust him as a manager of a local McDonald's. But <laughs> I understand that. I mean, everyone thinks that he's like this great businessman, but all these businesses fell through. Yeah, I mean, ja- a Japanese company owned Trump Tower. He doesn't own Trump Tower. I, I I don't quite know all the ins and outs of this, but yeah, basically, if he hadn't spent any of the money that his father gave him, he would be richer now than, <laughs> oh, really? yeah. now than uh, after all of his investments. Yeah, that's I, think it, all, really. I think it basically shows you that if you're rich, you can fail as many times as you want and you will be fine. Uh, if you are poor and you fail, good luck. Pretty much, yeah. And in that sense, it's really fun being a comedian, especially during this time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know <laughs> what sort of level of your career you were at, but um, uh, I'm, I'm only a few years in. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't making any money anyway because I wasn't trying. I was, I was no. having fun doing comic D and getting yeah. involved in bars and, and learning the website. I had no no desire to earn money. Um, I hate how much everything is based on money in general. It really bothers me. Like, I, I put so much work into all the comedy stuff and that. Yeah. And then people ask me, like, if I work. I'm like, well, I don't work in the sense that I am had a full-time job where I'm getting money all the time. But I put so much work in all the time that, yeah, I'm working full-time. And they're like, well, you don't earn money, so it doesn't count. I'm like, what? A volunteering is a thing. Yeah, exactly. Thank hey, you. You're a volunteer to help uh, out-of-work comics. Yeah, yeah. And if that happens to help me at the same time, so be it. Yeah, I... I... I don't like this in society. I mean, there's two things that are, you don't have to do stuff to earn money. Um, you, you should work and you should do what's required to support your communities and all that. But mm. I, I entirely support universal basic incomes. And I, I think everyone should be treated fairly, not be forced to do uh, work that is demeaning because it's unless you don't need to. Um, yeah. But you also, you, so if you, if you want to do stuff for free, even if it's hard work, do it. It's only going to be a benefit to you as you learn and you decide what you like. And if you, exactly. I don't know. You've got to, it's something you've got to base on each different person. Everyone, like you said at the very beginning, actually, full circle, everyone is different. And as I'm sure people are aware of listening, you don't actually have to be good at something to do it. 
<laughs> very, very I, true. I say, I say, if you're listening to me, you realize, oh no, he's shite. What is he doing in the college? <laughs> so, it's a com- yeah, we just chat about anything on this. So I like the interesting stuff too, man. Yeah. And I find all of that very interesting. But um, going back to Conan O'Brien, though, the reason Going I brought him... the thing I mentioned half an hour ago before we went on a Trump tangent. <laughs> um, Conan O'Brien, this show is actually ending though after like 25 years, man. I found this out recently. Yeah. Oh, all these di- different incarnations of the... Um, late show that he's done yeah he's going to he's doing he's going to be doing a daytime show and still doing his podcast oh. yeah it's a sad time man oh i didn't know that's a shame i also yeah. didn't know for 28 years 28 is it yeah I saw, I, only three years less than the simpsons well did you know he is one of the main writers in the simpsons yes i did know that yeah oh, okay good man i thought that was just a great segue then Still be um, same way. Just... Yeah, yeah, it's still a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, mean, at the start of lockdown, I thought I'm gonna watch like re watch all the Simpsons because I I love I love I love Futurama. I quite like Disenchanted. Mm. I quite like that style of comedy. It's quite easy. And then I just gave up after about six seasons. Going ah no, <laughs> what a Futurama this built, uh, of the Simpsons. I've, I've watched the entirety of Futurama. Um, it's like, ah, no, this was not meant to be binge. This was meant to be watched ad hoc off telly when it popped on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're I not love... a show. Go ahead, sorry. So, but no, just a lot of the episodes, um, they seem to hit the same themes fairly close to each other. And it doesn't feel like there's the ebb and flow of a normal season, even though I realise that yeah. there is no overarching plot. They're very formulaic. Yeah, it. Give, give but, me some, like Parts and Rec or Scrubs oh, or uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's the one I was thinking of that I've watched so many times this year. Oh yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine is great. I haven't watched him. I haven't like rebinged him this year, but I, Brooklyn Nine Nine is just one of my favourites at the moment. Oh yeah, Simpsons used to be one of my favourites. I grew up on that, but it's gone into like it's got pretty crap. Any Simpsons now? Let's be honest. I, I'm gonna be honest. I I think I stopped watching it. it must it must have been early to mid two thousands. When they were still hitting the mid-teens, seasons-wise. Yeah, yeah. He was already going down. It got better after the film because, from what I gathered, they focused too much on the film. And after the film, it got better for a bit. I don't know what it's been like for the past couple of years because I haven't bothered again. So I, I think I've watched like the crossover episodes. Um, oh, with Family Guy. Yeah, and there was, they had a few yeah. drama one as well. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah... I'm sure yeah. there's still fun in it, but 31 seasons now of... Something like that, man. Yeah, it's up there. The Berlin Wall came down the same year that this show started. Wow. <laughs> what, were you over that 91 or was that 89? Or... Uh, 89, the Berlin Wall came down. 91, uh, the USSR collapsed. Oh. Join, me, join me more for more fun historical comedy. <laughs> well, we always talk about, I, I'm very interested in um, history and just general, like, true kind conspiracies. I have, um, actually, I forgot to make this announcement earlier. I'll do it now. Um, so, um, unfortunately, I do need to announce that the, for anyone listening, and you normally watch the KD and Kersey podcast, um, that is no longer going ahead. We've had to be in the KD and Kersey podcast because um, he's unable to do it carrying on just because of a few different things that's going on. 
But um, you know me, I do not like to give up. And I can now announce the mid-season finale on the 30th of November. We'll still be going ahead with its brand new name. It will now be called the Killed and With Comedy Podcast. Each week I will have a comedian on with me and we will each present our own true story. It will be research presented and discussed by me and another one of my fellow comics. Uh, Nathan Parrish has agreed to be a regular um, guest co-host, I guess you'd call it, for the time being. Um, it will cover all things in regards to true crime, conspiracies, unsolved mysteries, amazing events, and anything weird and or interesting kind of messed it up a little bit. But I will be starting with Tower 7, of course, which many refer to as the smoking gun of 9-11. Do you know how many towers fell down during um, the whole 9-11 thing? We won't go into it fully. But do you know how many towers fell? <sighs> it was five or six, wasn't it? No, it was three. So you had the two main, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, the, sorry, I was thinking White House, the two twin towers. Um, oh, <laughs> the, the the smaller tower that got hit. Um, yeah, there was these t- the one and two you can see on the picture were tra- uh, the two towers, and then Tower Seven at the back is the one we're going to be focused on during I mean, the podcast. All of those yeah. got badly damaged. All of those buildings. Uh, well, Tower Seven um, didn't get hit by a plane or anything. It got hit by a bit of debris and stuff, but apparently um, enough that it caused a fire and it became the first and only seal structure tower to have ever fallen over or collapsed due to fire. It's very interesting. There's a lot of random shit to it, man. You don't have much of an on it, do you? Oh, it's 9-11 conspiracy theories. 19 there you years go. later. It's... <laughs> I was keeping my myself. <laughs> now, I'm not covering the majority of 9-11 because I don't believe a lot of the conspiracies. I like conspiracies because I don't believe most of them. I like the psychology right. behind them. That, yeah, cool. That 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 is awesome. But Yeah. Oh, my God. Just with what's the... the it's, I see all this stuff on Facebook, let's be honest, about the vaccine. And so it's like... Vaccines, autism, blah. And it's just like, oh, come on. Yeah, where has that come from? Susan, I'm sure you, with your PhD on Facebook, understands how true this source is. Yeah. Anybody can put words in front of an image of a minion. (laughs) What? It's true. Oh, you not see it's, it's like these minion pictures that corrupt people's arms. It's like, well, are they using them as minions now? Yeah, basically, the the the, the minion um, conspiracy theorist memes. Oh God, no, I haven't seen them, and thank God. I'm just still trying to figure out where this vaccine stuff comes from. It, it, even my mum said it at one point. Mama Hinken that you um, does the quiz off. She said it at one point. Like, where were you getting this from? The news, it, I think. I, I, I don't think it. I don't think it's like been peddled by the mainstream media. I, I think a lot of the stuff comes from fear. It comes from the unknown. It, it comes from not being kept in the loop, either by not paying attention uh, to what's happening, or by governments not having the answers or uh, giving the answers. Yeah, a lot uh, of it seems to be down to government 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 mistrust in general, doesn't it? Yeah. But um, I said the same thing to anyone, though. It also keys into what you said about not just not knowing, because the government aren't the people making the vaccine. 
No, um, what we've got, we've got Moderna, we've got part of Pfizer, Pfizer, uh, Pfizer. Uh, Oxford as well. They've all got yeah. uh, vaccines made within a year, um, made yeah, safely, fact. completely yeah. safely. Um, the reason that vaccines normally take longer to make is because bureaucracy, no political willpower, lack of funding, uh, and extra hoops that you have to jump through. Whereas this right now, it's all about. It's, there's never been a situation during like modern time when all these companies have every everything in the world has been driven to for, towards finding this one thing. Yeah, it's it's like if you're cooking. If you take out the time where you're drinking a bottle of wine and have a random chat to your aunt, it goes a lot quicker. They've taken oh, away yeah. all of the nonsense. Probably not the wine. They've probably kept the wine to keep them going. But yeah, um, but yeah, and do you know what? The fact that these vaccines are so effective at yeah, 90% plus, don't, don't treat that as, oh, that means I've only got a one in 10 chance of not getting it. Uh, mm. That means 90% of the population won't be able to spread the virus and the virus won't be able to mutate as easy. It won't be able to get to the more vulnerable parts of the population. The mm. flu vaccine is only 40 to 60% effective. Yeah, so it did. The TB vaccine that, um, you know, yeah. pretty much as wiped out TB now is only 70 to 80% effective. Yeah. Um, 90% will be looking at eradication. And this is yeah. only the first iteration of the vaccine. It doesn't mean it's not safe. It doesn't mean it's not effective. But it does mean that um, more will be learned on it and it will be yeah. improved and iterated on. Yeah, like- they, said, they said it's not, it's a vaccine in the sense that it, um, more, the main thing or something was that it would, if you get it, it would drop it down to a minimal case, so you probably wouldn't notice it. So it's good as a yeah. vaccine, or oh, some yeah. of them just got completely no, complete protection. Yeah, I, I mean, anything helps because exactly. Yeah, I the the coronavirus has a, a death rate of about one percent. It's no one quite knows. It's difficult to work it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's about 1%, which I, yeah. might sound tiny, but there are 7 billion people. Yeah, yeah. It sounds tiny and in 1% of them. very, very quickly. Yeah, it may be tiny, but for those 1% of people, however many, like, thousands of, hundreds of thousands, whatever that would work out as, that's still, you know, for them, it's not good still. And it might kill the very elderly yeah. and people with pre-existing conditions more often than it would kill a healthier person. Doesn't mean it can't. But these aren't people who are necessarily going to die tomorrow anyway. These are people who could have had long lives ahead or years and years of their life ahead. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's not, oh, it's okay. They were going to die anyway. It, you find out, you know what? I've said this all along during this. You find out how much of the population are, are secretly sociopaths. Yeah. Every time you get on the bus and you see someone not wearing a mask and they don't give a shit, sociopath, see you now. Whilst we're on this, yeah. the, the challenge for the government hasn't been whether to lock down and protect uh, the economy, protect the health, protect the economy. The stronger your lockdown was and the quicker you did it, the quicker your economy <laughs> recovered. Because less people will have died, you need less time to get the case rates lower. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the government have failed at every single opportunity here. And although they have done stuff which I'm impressed with, e.g. the uh, furlough scheme, uh, and yeah, the yeah. worked in late March, yeah. they still acted too late. Yeah, they, they did, they, definitely. They, 
we've never locked down as much as a lot of Europe had. We've hurtled into this second lockdown, which we could have avoided, and the new tier systems are all, well, 99% of the country will be living either in tier two or tier three. Yeah. And although there are differences I mean, between the two of them, they are both still quite strict. Yeah. I mean, going back to what you said about the beginning, you know, about them not reacting quick enough, it's very true because, I mean, I was talking to someone about it at the time and, you know, we were doing a gig in January and I remember someone made a joke about Corona because it was all in, chi in China at the time. And I remember them thinking, like, um, it's going to be the Chinese New Year around that time. And I, I remember saying, surely they can't let people travel from China to here for the Chinese New Year with Corona going on. And they didn't stop anything. So it's like, well, what the hell did I expect? Of course it was going to come over here. Oh, yeah. China locked its country down for the Chinese New Year. They stopped people moving about the place. Did they in the end? Yeah, we, yeah, China did. We okay. never stopped international. Sorry, we didn't stop international travel until July, I believe. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You can still go now, can't you? Though uh, you can still go places. Yeah, you can still go places. Uh, I think international travel was only blocked for a few weeks in the end. Um, it was. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um. And look. I, I'm not necessarily against people tra travelling if they have to, but like New Zealand, Australia, either put them in a containment facility or force them to isolate for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So if they no, have to do no, it. Nobody wants to be in this situation. I have missed doing gigs. I've missed going to gigs. I've missed seeing friends. But I would rather we had done it harder harder, faster, stronger. Um, I'd rather we <laughs> we done it earlier <laughs> and harder and it's the only way if, yeah less what's the point of doing it half-heartedly and it's going to take three or four times as long when you can just uh, do it full on to begin with like even now you know they're doing a lot better with the lockdown now but they're still during this lockdown it's been crap compared to the one before because it's like my children i i hate the fact that children are going to school children. right now no <laughs> <laughs> i hate my children going to school right yeah. now i don't have the power to stop them because i'm not living with their mom but if it was me that were like living with the children, for example, you know, and was poorly in that situation, I would be stopping my kids from going to school right now. Because as much as they need their education, it's like the rat spreading in a disease in fucking um, the plague back in the day. I, I'm I, for education. I don't quite take the same view. Um, I don't necessarily think that they should be going to school every single day. Um, I think a hybrid model of at-home learning and in-person learning would have been a better solution to this. Um, but I, I think on the scale of things, schools are very important to keep open. There's the social issue of the educa educational issue of this uh, and the mental health aspect of this. Broadly speaking... What's the mental health aspect? Well, children are going to suffer from not seeing their friends as well and not oh, engaging okay. in other faces. And uh, it will have a, a knock-on effect to for several years of their educational ability. Of yeah, their it would, but it, it would be a lot worse for them to go to school and then, like, kill their mom. you know, putting it realistically. Absolutely. So you, you split it down so you don't have as many students there at the same time and you always keep year groups separate and you separate them into smaller classes, uh, if possible, yeah. uh, and you, you buddy it up with online learning as well. So in school two days, out school three days, and then you'll be able to spread it about a lot more. Uh, if they actually did that properly, you know, that could work. But well, the thing I've always seen, like, which you've probably seen too, like the, the yeah. things they have done that they were supposed to be doing, 
when it actually comes down to it and you see it in person, not a lot of them are doing it like they should be doing it. Uh, every school child on... Uh, That's just in general, not just schools, I mean. Yeah, what what's it called when when you get money for lunch? Critical meals. Yeah. Every, every child, they should have been handed a laptop which was good enough to do the schoolwork on. Yeah. yeah. That should have happened we'll in the first month of lockdown um, being announced. Yeah. Um, that would have been great. They could have done so much more then. Like, yeah. and, everyone, and everyone would have it. I mean, surely, they seem to get money from nowhere during all this time. Like, with the phone. like you said, they have done a lot of good stuff. But it, I think a lot of it is because they didn't react quick enough to begin with, man. It's fucking, it has been ridiculous. Hugely. A, a day in a pandemic is important. Even moving 24 hours earlier would have made a massive difference. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, do, do you remember that week we had when the government told us not to go out but didn't shut stuff down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No official week. That's one good thing about because a lot of people said they don't like being told what, you know, like America, like we want our freedom. They don't want to be told what to do. I kind of appreciate they did just tell people not to do it at first to try it out. Do you know what I mean? I kind of get that. This, and they did this, it early as well. This is very much a West thing. So this is. Yeah. Uh, people in America, in the UK, and lots of Europe are, are obsessed about our personal rights, which is fine. We, we should all have uh, uh, X amount of rights for living in the country. Yeah, yeah. They should be protected. There should be exceptions. And one of the exceptions should be in a national pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, we want the government to go, no, you're in quarantine. You're in quarantine. We're going to save people. It's literally yeah. why we exist. Yeah. It's just, a lot of our government structure and reason for the government having such power has come from historical pandemics. Because to keep communities alive, governments have had to step in and squash uh, people's rights. Yeah, it's nothing new. That's uh, the thing. Like the pandemic uh, and the government. I, I am very left wing. And I was going, Boris, please lock me in my bedroom. <laughs> no, I get confused which is the left wing, but I can imagine it's the one that doesn't like that or. Uh, the left, the left wings are the ones that care about people, but also fight a lot of each other. The right are the ones who don't care about people, but are very good at not fighting with each other. Who's the more progressive ones? Left. Okay, I think I'm more left. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm very central with a lot of things. Do you do you like kids having free school meals? Oh, this is a very reductive question, anyway. No, well, of course, yeah. Broadly, if you support the welfare state, if you support helping people when they fail, that's more left-wing. Okay. If your first thought is, what about businesses, rather than, what about the children, you're more right-wing. Uh, I mean, it depends what it is, in all honesty. A lot of what I've been thinking about during the pandemic, I've been thinking of things in a very business-based sense. But I'm also overly empathetic when it comes to actual stuff going on, yeah. you know. So I, I think speaking from a business point of view, the government have been as bad as they have been from a personal point of view. Yeah, they, yeah okay. They have not done enough to help the majority of businesses across the country unless they happen to be friends with an MP. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me, any of that. But, um, yeah, it's just one of them. Like, everything, I, I started it out by defending the government a lot because I was like, well, no one saw a pandemic coming, let's be fair. That's not the first thing we saw. But then it's happened so many times through history. You could argue that it's a regularly reoccurring thing, you know, like with the Spanish flu. So, first, we knew about this pandemic since last December. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that should have sent warning bells. Boris Johnson missed several Cobra meetings uh, oh. on the pandemic, uh, which discussed the pandemic, I should say, actually, uh, during January and February, probably because he just won an election. He thought, ah, I'm going to put my feet up. going to have a lovely little time in my honeymoon period, uh, which I, is a period of time after someone wins an election and the gov- uh, public loves them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, um, what is it, like the honeymoon period? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I didn't and- know that part, the Cobra meeting. Yeah. Um, also, Trump has missed loads of his version of that as that well. That doesn't surprise me, yeah. Um, but on top of that, um, the Conservatives over the last 10 years, and yeah, you can you can shout at me, but Boris has only been Prime Minister since last July. Yes, but there's still all the Conservatives. It's literally still the same party. Yeah. Um, I, it's just he he has the responsibility for stuff that he they did even when he wasn't an MP, because um, he's now yeah, their it, leader. It, always, it's always the party rather than the person, isn't it? They have constantly underfunded the pandemic response uh, ability within the NHS. They had a warning, I believe it was in 2016, it might have been even late, more recent than that, that we were not prepared for a pandemic. And sure, you expect it not to happen on your watch, but you have to be prepared for this. Yeah, this is the thing, yeah. Scrambling for PPE. They were lying about the amount of PPE they got. They were paying for PPE which didn't work. They found a warehouse, didn't they, as well, that was, like, full with stuff. Yeah. But they just forgot it's, about. Yeah, it, it's completely and utterly ridiculous. A, a lot... Yeah. Uh, when people look back at this, and we absolutely need to, oh, they just yeah. do two things. One, generally speaking, the British public have been fantastic with how they have responded to this. I agree. Um, don't, that, yes, throughout there have been idiots. And I think, especially after the uh, Cummins going for an eye test, uh, the government has held less uh, power when they have said stuff. Yeah, and there was, um, what was the other thing as well? Uh, that woman recently. Oh, no, that was Scotland, wasn't it? That was Scotland thing. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, I can't remember who she was, but... Uh, yeah, so, MP. Oh, yeah, there was, a, there was a Scottish MP who came down. Yeah, and she had it, and then... Yeah. Got a train back after learning she had corona. Yeah. Um, but she was fired. Yeah. Well, she, she, fired had, in the end. Uh, she had her whip removed, which means she no longer sits for the party, but you can't fire an MP, they have to resign. So she was removed yeah. from the party, uh, but she's still an MP. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, Cummings should have been, that should, he should have been kicked out then. Is he still around then now? Well, no, he, he was. Uh, Fired last week. Oh, actually, yeah, I read that. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, Did you not see that uh, Christmas yeah. <laughs> Christmas uh, themed photo of him leaving, carrying this box? <laughs> uh, oh, I, I have seen the, the photo of him carrying his box. Actually, yeah. yeah. When you said that, it came to my head. But now I completely forgot about that. <sighs> How are we back in politics? Everything I, is awesome. <laughs> you know what? Everything is kind of to do with politics at the moment. You can't help no, it, man. It, it absolutely is. Um, yeah. I think most things come down to it when it's, especially like when you compare it to America as well. Like, like you said, the British public, we've handled it a lot better than America has. The American public, just everything in general. They started complaining about three weeks into their lockdown and we'd already been on it for like a month and a half or something. Yeah. And also America, the lockdowns have been decided by the states. So they've yeah. different rules on how to deal with it. 
Um, well, it has been here as well, though, because I was always under the impression that Boris or the Prime Minister was in charge of the whole of England, um, the whole of the UK. But apparently, it's just England. Uh, so basically, uh, the reason that uh, Nicola Sturgeon and oh, he's Labour, but I've forgotten uh, where. But basically, the reason that they've gone elsewhere is because they saw what Boris was doing, realised it was insubstantial, did their own stuff. And have during this pandemic likely given themselves and their governments a lot more power. Uh, in, oh, what? Well, so, so right, Boris is of, supposed to be in charge of the Mordo. Boris is the Prime Minister of the United Kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, the devolved governments have dealt with this far better than he has. Arguably, yeah. I've, I've Scotland, I've been behind most of their things yeah i mean it, it's been quite funny because especially in the last few months boris announced saying in scotland and wales go go let's let's do it slightly harsher so we look like we've we're stronger <laughs> yeah uh so boris gets <laughs> undermined <laughs> by, by the developed administrations go no we're now in tier four and you can only see a friend if you're adjacent to a pigeon <laughs> so it so there is some credence to what I've been noticing then. The fact that it's like, Bobby's supposed to be in charge of them all, but no one listens to them. They're all doing their own thing, but it's not official. This should have been a cross-government, cross-country response, with naturally Boris being the figurehead, because he yeah. is. Um, and then, look, there could have been variations depending on the countries, depending on what was required. Clearly, the Highlands are going to have less of an issue than London. Yeah. Um, so the, this regional approach, I don't actually necessarily disagree with. Uh, I disagreed with the first attempt at implementing it, uh, and how in Nottingham it took weeks upon weeks of literally nothing happening. When our local governments were saying, "We need the support. We need you to lock us down. Um, our cases are spiraling. We need to sort this out now before it gets worse." Yeah, I think I heard um, a bit about that actually. Yeah, because yeah. students came back. So yeah, boys, it, should it just take a while for anyone to to do anything then. So it's like. The smaller ones were just getting ignored a bit then, essentially. Yeah, but basically, I mean, I'm sure you saw the stuff about Andy Burnham arguing for support in Manchester. Yeah. Uh, basically, the government uh, went, rightly, we're going to talk to local leaders to implement this stuff. But local leaders were then saying, this isn't enough support. This is how much we actually need. Uh, we can't do this properly without this. Um and then on top of that, whilst the government was arguing with like the ones doing that, such as Andy Burnham, uh, they completely abandoned other areas which needed to be locked down as well and put into yeah. higher tiers. Um, so, yeah, it's it's very hard to talk about this stuff and not just constantly repeat. They really fucked up, didn't they? <laughs> and continue to. Yeah. They, they could have been worse, looks towards the US, but I think there's very, very, very few countries that we'll be better than. Yeah, I think, and I think to be fair, the only reason the US is so much worse is because they were worse before the pandemic started. Like they, the, the last, I've noticed it especially this year. I thought it was different. I don't know if maybe they've done it more this time round. Um, but the election, like any of the, because I watch a lot of wrestling, mm. and you would get the American adverts on there, yeah, yeah. and see a lot of election adverts, and they talk about it and advertise it as if it's um, like you know Super Bowl, like this team's going to win oh, or this absolutely. team. You can only yeah, be yeah. one or the other. 
And how do you not expect a crazy divide between the people if you're going to be doing it like that all the time? Uh, I, I'm a support of party politics, as in I I believe that I, for me the Labour Party is a party that uh, are best in government, and I will fight strongly for that. I do yeah, not well, agree with polarised politics. So I, okay. I, I honestly believe that people in government and people with any form of political power, the first port of call should be talking to people they do not agree with and working ways forward. Yeah. Um, winning an election shouldn't mean everyone just do, does what you, you say for five years. It should mean that you're the one overseeing, making compromises and making the best Compromises is a dirty word in politics, and it shouldn't be. It should be the key word. Compromise yeah. is literally the backbone of a good political system. Um, yeah, two people talking to each other and working out a way forward. Yeah, is that really like quite taboo in the politic world? Then, well, it's so it's look at the, the polarization. It's you're either for Trump or you're for Biden, you're either Labour or yeah. you're a Tory. And the two sides, they don't talk to each other, they argue against each other. And in elections, you need that, you need to point your, point your view across, you need that that yeah. space where yeah. you can go, this is why I believe I'm right, and I'm going to fight you on this. But the second that is over, the second that the decision has been made, you shake hands, yeah. and then you work together. Yeah, so... Uh, I, yeah, that was just an, uh, a concept and never thought of but yeah it's surprising that they wouldn't well i say it's surprising it's not surprising that they wouldn't work like that but they should work like that but they should work and yeah there are governments that do work like that and i'm not saying that there have been great examples of governments which have worked particularly well like that recently yeah. but um especially in our in our parliamentary system if you want to get stuff done especially for your backbencher you need to work with other mps from other parties do, do you reckon a lot of that then comes from because we were saying about like the the structures beforehand because i think america's worse at you know doing the team on team kind of elections i don't think we advertise it quite to that point well, over yeah. here but we still are a this team versus this team election thing what america has that... so much money pumped into yeah, oh, yeah. Election. oh this is the other thing yeah alex i think it was alex plant told me about this um that over here we have it so that um, election parties or something can only make a certain amount of money or get it from certain right. places whereas in America they have the privatisation and they can get as much as they want from whatever company or something like that I, I, I'm going to just find this stat okay. um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question and I'm going to do it for both the US and for the UK but just give okay. me a second to find the stat so ask me another question no, cool. okay right, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do 2016 we'll do 2016 for the US uh, I, I want to know uh, when the 2016 elections between Clinton and Trump were finally tallied, how much do you think the bill went to in dollars? How much? For both of them? For both of them combined. And then uh, how much money did they use in their parties and stuff? Actually, yeah. In their whole campaign trail. Right, right so uh, actually I've just seen another. We'll just do this one, this one stat. Uh, the money spent on exact Clinton's campaign and Trump's campaign. So not congressional, not... Uh, Senators, just the money for those two. How much in dollars do you think it came to? Uh, I would not be surprised. Well, I know, for example, okay, I know, for example, um, Linda McMahon from Wrestling donated like five million to Trump, so it's going to be in millions. So I say like two billion. Oh, 2.4. Oh, okay. Uh, 
which it's a lot of money. Yeah, I was uh, going highballing just because you know yeah. it makes sense. So uh, I don't have this stats for the entire election because it's slightly more complex in the UK because we've got lots and lots of parties. But yeah. uh, Labour and Conservatives are only allowed to spend so much on a national campaign. Do you know how much that is? How much can a the one of the two major UK political parties spend on yeah. the national campaign in the UK? Each. Um, Each. Uh, a million? Uh, I feel like it might be more like 750,000. I, I mean, you're hitting the right ballpark. It's about 19 million. About what? 19 million. Oh, 19. I thought you said 19. So, so about 30 pence per person. Oh, okay. So, oh, right. it's still yeah, yeah. not yeah. a small amount of money, but when you think about how much the US is and how much the UK is, it's an enormous gulf. I mean, in the UK, there's a lot more yeah. restrictions you can't advertise on TV. Yeah, yeah and that's um, a big one. That's a big yeah. one. Um, well, they do, though, don't they? Because I've, so, I've seen Boris Johnson. I remember he did the one advert. Was that for Brexit when he was doing the Love Actually thing? You're allowed a political party broadcast, which you don't pay for. And uh, I think all the major terrestrial channels have to put them on. Yeah. Uh, in the run-up to an election. But it, it, it gets announced like, this is a party political broadcast cast from the Labour Party. People hear the words party political and reach for their controller as quickly yeah, as possible. Yeah. The only so way I'm guessing... watch it, you need to put it in the middle of Strictly Come Dancing. There you go. Well, when they say, and the winner is, pause, party political broadcast, then come back. I mean, we'll ignore the fact that Strictly Come Dancing is on BBC and they don't have adverts, but... Oh, no, but BBC still play party political Yeah, they, they do, yeah. Um... um no, that's like right, so I'm on, guessing during those. I've just remembered during... quite a nice little Go fact. Uh, do you remember before the national lockdown, Boris Johnson uh, did that address to the public on Halloween? Vaguely. Yeah. Oh, um, not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. The BBC told him he couldn't delay it past half six because he wasn't more important than Strictly. <laughs> really? <laughs> he wasn't allowed to clash with Strictly. They wouldn't have put him on. That's amazing. It shows the power, though, that TV and stuff has, especially, like, that... That's surprising that Strictly is that popular. Our Strictly is very popular. That's one that I don't really pay attention to. It's not my thing, Strictly. I'd, I've never watched Strictly, to be fair. I yeah, like Bill I Bailey, like... and I know he's on it, but... Yeah. yeah. I like I'm a Celebrity. It's, it's been a long time since we've watched that as well. Hmm. Um, it's, it's in Wales this year, isn't it? Yeah, the way they've done it this year. I love anything that take what's going on and just deal with it and make it into something else, you know, just go with it. I like that. I'm impressed that they have managed to go and find a place more devoid of life than Australia. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great they've done it. And they use like um, lamb's tit and stuff like that rather than kangaroo's like ball. Lamb's tit and stuff? Yeah. They had a lamb's um, vagina on the other one. The name day. of Tom Jones's autobiography. <laughs> oh, oh wait! Did you say Tom Jones then? Yeah, I thought you said Tom Cruise for some reason. I was about to oh no, I was trying to think of someone who was Welsh. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense than what I was thinking. It's Adele Welsh. The name of Adele's autobiography. I, you know, I like Wales. I never used to, but I like Wales. I did the um, Welsh Free Pig Challenge, like the three highest mountains in Wales. Okay, I had Free Pig Challenge, and I thought that's something that David Cameron would do. No, not free pig, free pig. 
But now you mention it, I've done the free pig challenge too. But they were dead, and I was eating them. Fair. After I put my penis in them. So long as it's after, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you know. I had to create my own kind of sauce for it, so, you know. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I don't and, think and that's I the sauce that goes well with pork. It goes all with everything, trust me. It's all about what you eat beforehand. Um, that's actually true, though, isn't it? Yeah, or strawberry. Makes a taste of it. Um, but um, maybe, maybe an no, apple like, more appropriate. <laughs> no, I like Wales though. I never used to. Well, I always said that Wales was um, the English equivalent of Canada. Really Which, polite and a bit cold. No, just shit. You know, the shit neighbour. No. <laughs> just the crap neighbour. Canada is not the shit neighbour. <laughs> well, it's seen as that. Seen uh, as that. America is a shit neighbour. <laughs> Okay, America's the slightly richer neighbour that, you know, like likes to go into the garden at night. They're rich and they don't think there's anything wrong with letting off fireworks towards their neighbour's house or shooting their guns into the air, you know. You might look over and see a dead hooker, but they've got the police there covering it up for them, while Canada's just, you know, doing some food on their barbecue, staying alive. Canada has as many guns as America does, and it, they don't aim it towards each other. Yeah, they're just nicer about them. They've got more bears as well, so they've got more reasons for carrying firearms. <laughs> yeah. But again, that's the thing. America has more guns. Like, it's like something like four guns per person, don't they? It works yeah. out. Fuck knows why there's a lot more shootings in America. That's crazy, that is, isn't it? Those well, yeah. two things don't There's a culture to it as well, rather than just owning guns. Because there's quite a few yeah. nations which still have gun ownership, but they don't have as many massacres. It's because of everything we talk about, everything to do with the government, like, and the American government, it all fits into that. Like, that's the reason I do the True Crime podcast and all that, because there's so much to it, and it's so interesting, everything that goes into it. Well, yeah, well it, it's written into their Bill of Rights, I believe. It's not the Constitution, it's the Bill of Rights. Um, their right to form militias and to bear arms. Um, oh, which, that's, the, um, that's the Second Amendment, isn't it? Yeah, well, like, yeah Bill of Rights, Second Amendment. Yeah, bear arms to... Um, against a tyrannical government. That's why they have guns. And yet Trump was in power for four years and nobody went to bear arms against him. Well, this, you know what, though? This is the thing that always got me. They've been bitching so much about Trump. It's like, hold on, you voted him in. He wouldn't be where he is without you guys allowing him to be. The American country voted him in. And the American country is created by the American people. Yeah, but I know plenty of sense people out there who most certainly did not vote for uh, the orange Cheeto. Well, no, but let's be. How? What do you do? You think there would have been much different if Clinton would have got in? I mean, I am generally of the opinion that not much changes whoever's in charge. That's complete rubbish. Because have you not (laughs) seen everything that's happened in the UK in the last ten years? Everything that's happened in the US in the last four years. Yeah, but who's to say that wouldn't have happened anyway? But I don't know much about it, though. Literally history. Do you think much changed when Hitler got in power? That's a bit different. No, it's not, and that's the point. Uh, (laughs) Both Trump and Boris are forms of populism. Hitler is a very good uh, point of comparison between the the three of them. I'm not saying that they're going to put us into a situation like Hitler did. Yeah. I am no, what saying do you mean, a lot of the similar ways to which he got in power, they have used to get into power themselves. Okay. 
there is certainly an argument to be made that politicians and governments don't change enough, but there are such differences to what happens when the Republicans are in or the Democrats are in, and when Labour are in or when Conservatives are in. Um, yeah, there, I mean, are, do, there are periods of time where they're relatively similar because yeah, you tend to be fighting for the same votes. Is, yeah, I mean, just to clarify, the only reason I think that kind of thing, I'm looking at it from like, you know, someone in the past when I wasn't into politics and just basing yeah. it on my family and me in regards to what's changed physically, not physically, but you know. Yeah. I, yeah. But also, the American president doesn't have much power, which I know sounds counterintuitive, but mm. the, the only times American presidents can get stuff done domestically, keyword, um, is when all of Congress is so... The, you know that the House representatives, the Senate, and the president yeah. can all be different parties. Oh, okay. Uh, it's o- it only really is they're all the same party. And even then, when it's a decent majority and they're all on the same page, um, that a president could get stuff passed. Uh, I don't believe Bill Clinton in eight years passed any domestic policy. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> um, or any of his key domestic policies, I should say. Yeah. There would, of course, have been laws and bits ha- happening that um, were uncontroversial. But... Yeah. But I mean, that, that's quite good, though, in a way, isn't it? Because I suppose having that structure in place makes it so that a, a um, president who was a dick, you know, can't just throw yeah. out any laws. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the UK, uh, a prime minister can literally do what they want if they have a majority in the Commons, which normally you would do. Although oh, okay. coalitions a bit different. But normally, if you're the Prime Minister, that means you have a majority in the Parliament. Yeah. Uh, which means you can pass any laws that you want to. So in, in the UK, 95% of laws put to the Commons pass. In the US, 95% fail. Wow, okay. That's action um that could and couldn't show could and couldn't be bad, so because you can see why a country would become more progressive because of that. Where they can keep changing the thing. I'm guessing there would be a lot more leeway as well once we go through Brexit. Brexit won't change our system. Brexit, the EU oh. has never put any rules on how we govern. Oh, okay. I always assumed there was something in there with that. You know, uh, it, they gave money in regards to like charitable stuff as well. I didn't know. Basically, uh, the EU had a lot of power for. And the EU had a lot of power, but we also elected people to the EU. It wasn't an undemocratic organisation. Um, they, they had a lot of power in trade and in stuff which involved multiple countries. Yeah, yeah. They didn't undermine a country's sovereignty. They had systems in place to stop abuses of power. Okay. But stuff like the European Court, Court of Human Rights, that isn't an even an EU institution. That's its own separate thing. Oh, okay. I understand um, what you're saying. It's more yeah. supplying a business rather than, um, like you said, governing the actual country themselves. I, yeah, I, I assumed it was more like that, but I just also assumed, you know, with most things, they have to think about how they do certain things because of... To, and to, I did, the EU yeah. was very easy to blame. Okay. I, I don't think any party, apart from, I'm going to give it to Lib Dems, actually, really argued that much in favour for the EU. Okay. Why do you think? Because is... it was easy to blame. It's like, oh, it's not my fault. It's the EU. Oh, it, so it's politically convenient. Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, why we're just leaving now. Because I've never really understood much of a reason for leaving. I wasn't. We don't have to get into all that if you don't want to. But um... <laughs> I'll tell you what. We've talked a lot about a lot about politics. 
I asked you, yeah. have you seen that Wonder Woman's coming to streaming Christmas Day? Is it? On yeah. what? On HBO Max, admittedly. Um, but it's been shown in cinemas in the UK from the 16th of December. Oh, wait, Wonder Woman 2? Yep, 1984. And today... It's oh, the, I, it's didn't know, I did not know that. Godzilla versus Kong is going to go the same way. Okay, yeah, because the, cl- the cinemas are still closed, aren't they? Yeah, Ooh, I, okay. close can, in the US. Can, I was going to say, can we get HBO Max over here? We can't. So what I suspect will happen is there'll be oh. a cinema release and a couple of weeks later it'll be on pay-per-view. Yeah, it'll be on something like Sky Store or whatever. Yeah, which I'm quite happy to, actually. I, I'm looking forward to seeing Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, that was the, I mean, the first one. Was probably one of my favourite of DC, DCEU films. Yeah. Um, you audio, yeah, yeah. You, you went a bit fuzzy there. Oh, I'll give you a second to recalibrate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I am hearing you. You're still quite crackly. What's going? Okay, I'm just going to go out and go in sometime. Yeah. It's working now? Okay. Uh, yes, I wonder woman's was probably my... No, <laughs> it's not. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> It was show up okay in the record on the actual recording. So, did you hear? I was just saying about Wonder Woman, my favourite one. How about you? Yeah, I, I mean, it's not a high bar considering there there were recent output when Wonder Woman came out. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I sorry, saw you go out, so I was just waiting. Um, yeah, Wonder Woman. I, I enjoyed right. it. I didn't think it was as particularly revolutionary. I thought the final third was a bit lackluster. Um, but compared to like, yeah, yeah, like Man of Steel, uh, uh, Batman versus Superman, Justice League, it was superior. I I, I have yeah. since re- I enjoyed Aquaman, although it was a bad film. It was fun. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I respected Joker, but I don't think I personally enjoyed that film. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of separate anyway, isn't it, to the DCU really? Oh yeah, but it it it's still the same company now. They they've just decided not to make yeah. this um giant interconnected universe. There's a super lag going on, so I'm gonna completely go out of the studio and come back. That's my least favourite superhero. I don't know. We'll see anyway. Um what are we on about? Uh Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Aquaman as well. Yeah, Aquaman was really good. Um that came out after, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Aquaman came out 2018, was it? I don't know. Time before Corona is confusing. <laughs> um, it, it's, I find it really weird, just the fact they brought Justice League out before. I can see why, because they wanted to rush it out. Didn't they get it out before, um, you know, to try and jump in straight away to that extended yeah, universe market? Was Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. And then it was... Yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman, then it was Justice League. 
So, oh, yeah, unlike yeah, the Avengers, yeah, 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 yeah. But the Avengers, apart from Black Widow, who is only now getting a feature film, oh. uh, which is the weirdest I, I, time to do it. Yeah, I mean, don't plan to put a film out during a pandemic. Come on, you should have known better. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I mean, they do it like after she's dead and stuff. Like, what, you're doing a prequel after she died. It would have made so much more sense to do it earlier, but whatever. It's coming out. In I, the I, end. I'm looking forward to it, but I think it's taken the excitement out of the film for me. I I, I would have loved this what? film five years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. Before just before she died, in it. Yeah. I mean, I, part, I don't know if this is just going to be a one-off. I don't know if they're going to have like a trilogy or something of Black Widow films. I certainly feel yeah. Scarlett Johansson has a reason not to continue, um, unless she doesn't want to. She's a huge actress, and she would definitely sell films. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that before, whether she could carry it on in like a little trio of films or something. Because they could, the, what my mind instantly went to when you were saying that was um, that time in, what is it I keep mentioning? Her and Hawkeye, they mentioned Berlin, that time in Berlin. That could be like Budapest. the end of it. Budapest. Budapest. That's it, yeah. One of the bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, that, that would be great if it's covered in there, because we don't know a lot of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hawkeye will show his face in it. And I'm quite looking forward to. Uh, do you know the villain Taskmaster? Yeah, well, yeah. I've I've heard um, him mentioned about him, but I don't know a lot about him. Was he the one who stole their powers, or? Uh, so basically, Taskmaster. He's uh, over six foot tall, really burly. He's played by Greg Davies, and he tells people what to do. Wait, he's been played by Greg Davies? No, it's not. There's a show. There's a <laughs> oh, show on God. Channel Four called Taskmaster, and it's possibly oh, my favourite. Yeah, I'm yeah. Making a joke. I, I know you mean you funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm um, just I, slow. I can't help it. Uh, I don't know who Taskmaster's play by. Um, I think it, that's a secret because I think the reveal is a plot point. Oh, I see. Okay. But oh, I don't know. Uh, well, do you know it's definitely not been revealed yet? I don't know. There might be leaks out there. I mean, the film's been finished for about a decade oh. now. O.T. Fagbenel. What? His name is, the guy playing him is O.T. Fagbenel. It looks like he was in The Handmaid's Tale. He'll be playing um, Rick Mason. Wait, no. Oh, maybe played by him. I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a secret. Because yeah, to me, yeah, but then the there's all the things in there, but looks it's like, like, looks like a woman. Well, there you go, then. Were you more fan of Infinity War or Endgame, for example? Because I was thinking about, I know you mentioned you both got the same uh, picture up, which is Thanos from Infinity War. Mm. So, yes. what so. do you prefer? I'm interested. I, I think both are really good films. I think Infinity War's more fun, which is probably a weird thing to say, but I think it was more mm. fun seeing everyone come together in it. Um, and it didn't get downright depressing until the final few minutes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I saw it a couple of times. I saw it a few people who were taken back by, oh, what? They killed Spider-Man? Yeah, it got me. Um, 
They killed Black Panther. Yeah. Sadly, not that earlier than actually. <laughs> I was about to say the world kind of followed suit, didn't they? Um, but no, I, I really, really enjoyed the speed of Infinity War, even though it's two and a half hours, and seeing it feel all, like it all these new characters interact with each other. Endgame might be the better film, I, I'd say, because it really stuck the landing, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I I left Infinity War very very impressed with how they wrapped up so much without without making it feel like this couldn't continue. So it it wasn't yeah. like a big ending that, but well, this is the finale. It was like this is the finale for this era. Quite um, reserved, but really powerful ending. Yeah, they focused on characters, so I think yeah, it it, it, it made Tony Stark's journey much more significant throughout the series and it's um, interesting as well because you mentioned about them all coming together but i mean they don't technically in that film they're still very staggered and kept apart but it feels like they're coming together so then yeah. you don't even realize you're not getting it and then in endgame of course you get them all together there is not a single scene in infinity war with captain america and iron man wow okay that's um, surprising didn't even think about that because, yeah, because Iron Man goes off into space fairly early on and Captain America goes to Wakanda. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, he's in space the whole time, isn't he? Yeah, he's still yeah. at the beginning of Endgame, too. Uh, oh, yeah, it's the very start of Endgame that he comes back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the, I think, yeah, Infinity War was definitely the better film all around. Um, I think so, anyway, sorry. Just, I think it was a better story, more... Um, just more heartfelt, just more, I don't know, Endgame was great, I loved it, but I, I had like, the opposite opinion to you, I think Infinity War was a better film, but um, Endgame was just fun, it just had everything thrown in there, they put some thought oh. into it, they were smart with it as well. I, uh, there were some proper punch-the-air moments during Endgame. Yeah, so many, I mean, so I, many. I, I watched the midnight showing uh, for both of them, actually. I was there and too, one minute past midnight for both of them. Captain America grabbing uh, Molin. Uh, why have I Mo went to say this? Molnir. Molnir? Yeah. Meow, meow. Let's go meow, meow. Meow, meow. Um, um, that was fantastic. Uh, again, Tony Stark. But the the when all of them come back from being dusted, yeah, uh, that was brilliant. Um, was. Stan Stanley's DH cameo after he died, that was... Oh, and, yeah. Uh, his final cameo, I believe, as well. Was that the one where he's knocking on the window? Is it that? No, it's what he's in the car. Oh, and they, oh. They, they de-aged him to how old he would have been in that time. Oh, okay. And I don't think I even up. noticed the de-aging, because he still looks kind of old, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was 95. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if I believe now, Endgame became the um, highest grossing film from it. Of all time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, like I said, I loved this. It was fun, but I don't. I I don't know. I don't. It, there was a lot of bits of it that I didn't like as well. That I thought what, were a what, bit just thrown in there. What What didn't you like? Like Captain Marvel just appearing. I was like, well, that's okay. Just right, appeared. Captain Captain Marvel has the uh, Superman problem. Yeah, she is too powerful. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Um, and also, also, they needed to get her out the picture. 
Which they did. Uh, that was one bit I did like about it, at least. She wasn't there the whole time, just destroying everyone. Yeah. Um, it, I, Captain Marvel's probably going to fall into that. They're going to have to think of ways for her not to be in there for the yeah. big Avengers films, uh, apart from the, uh, when she's there. And I suspect she will have a bigger role moving forwards. There's been a lot of talk about it, about Brie Larson not doing well with everyone, whether it's just, you know, what I, they say. But. You know what I said about the nonsense about Biden? Yeah, exactly. Like I said, you, I don't, Which don't get me wrong. Peddling Brie Larson making people unhappy. I don't, don't get me wrong. It, like, um, I don't believe most of this stuff you just read because most of the time it is just written because people react to negativity. People, like, you see that through the Facebook algorithm, say react to negativity. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're always wrong. It no. doesn't mean there's not something to it. But. I mean, if we look at Captain Marvel, it got review bombed before it came out because it starred a woman. Yeah, um, oh, it's so dumb that was. Like, just because, like, just because it's got a woman in it. Like, Ghostbusters, don't hate that just because it's got women in it. Hate it because it's a terrible <laughs> film. I I didn't mind it, but I would only give it like two and a half stars. Uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Captain I was really disappointed by Captain Marvel because I love Captain Same. Marvel as a character. Same. Um, but, I, but it's still a good film. I still give it about three and a half stars, I think. But it just fell short of where... A lot, maybe, maybe even three stars, but it just fell short for me. Yeah. Um, it, it, it felt almost like the Phase 1 films, where it was very competently made. It was enjoyable. There was a lot going for it. But it, it just didn't have that spark that so many of the more recent Marvel films have had. Do you know, I'm glad you said it like that, because one thing that I think made a lot of that, same for Endgame and same for Captain Marvel, when it comes to Brie Larson in particular, because um, she was just kept in the dark about most of it, because you know how secretive the scripts are. Um, yeah. I was watching some stuff when she was talking about it, and they said it's literally just go to a room. Most of the time, it's they tell you what to say and everything that's going on in that scene when you turn up. Yeah. So... In that sense, I can imagine it's hard to keep the story and the emotion going through the whole film, you know, for both of them. So I can yeah. I can understand that. Yeah, I, I think she was good in it. and so do I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think she inhabited the role in the same way that Robert Dunn Jr. inhabited Iron Man or Chris Evans inhabited nah. Captain America. But I think she's good comparison with Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth grew into four. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, got, he was good in four. And again, I think Brie Larson was good in Captain America, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, but he got more assured as the films went on. And it, I don't think it was really until Ragnarok. Yeah, it went to Ragnarok, uh, really. He, he, number two he, was really, he really got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think this is where the little bit of sexism comes from this. But also, Marvel's so much bigger now with the MCU. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, she's not instantly perfect. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, they they choose actors clearly uh, that they think will be able to carry the films for decades. Yeah. Um, I mean, going with that comment. Um, sorry, compared to Black Panther as well, Black Panther, which came out the year before, um, was such a revolutionary film. Um, I, I know quite a lot of people who don't like it, and there's some fair reasons why not, but it's the first Marvel film that wasn't made for the people who tend to watch Marvel films. Yeah. Um, and it, Chadwick it, Boseman, perfect as Black Panther. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Like, it's great in that sense. That, um, it was, because it was a mainly, like, 
proper African cast, wasn't it? Like African actors, uh, mainly anyway. Like you had Martin Freeman there. Well, well, they had that joke. Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis were the only two yeah. uh, uh, non-black cast members. So they yeah. were the Tolkien white guys. Hmm. Uh, like what you did there. <laughs> um, but you know what? That... <laughs> um, but you know what? In my opinion, though, I think that people made out that film was a lot better than it was just because of how important it was. I don't think it was that good. It was fun. It was enjoyable. I liked the character of Black Panther. I loved the character of Black Panther, to be honest. I love Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of him. And I love Wakanda. But I don't think the film was that great. I, I, which was just, which is fair. Um, I, I think where it fell short is weirdly where a lot of Marvel movies don't. Um, it, it wasn't quite as zippy. It wasn't quite as fun. Yeah. It, it, it was a lot more grounded than perhaps you might have expected going in. It wasn't po-faced entirely. It had a lot of good laugh out loud moments. Yeah. It messed with the Marvel structure. Uh, and it sort of turned the final third on its head. Though I do think, the, again, they had this Marvel battle at the end, which was a bit, oh, okay, so up to this point, you've been quite clever, quite reserved, and now we're just going to go and have a war. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then they had the fantastic, and I absolutely love this, one of my favourite scenes in any Marvel film, uh, with uh, Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger in Black Panther's arms and seeing the sun, and the villain being proved right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the villain making an actual difference to the, the hero. Because um, the final scene of the film is them in America opening up the Wakandan Embassy, or Wakandan yeah. Outreach Program, uh, which, although in a very villainy way, is what Killmonger was arguing for. You can't yeah, yeah, yeah. the world. Yeah, and th- that's uh, that's what I mean, like, as well, with the aspects of, a lot of the aspects of it, like, I've forgotten about like, that part, but yeah, I like that too, that was cool, and it opened it up for the whole MCU after that, and that's a so clever too. Yeah. But, you know what, though? I'm thinking about it now, and a lot of them always say there's a problem with the bad guys in Marvel, with um, how they're just, you know, bad guy versions of the good guy. But Killmonger, Killmonger, I really liked it in that, though. Killmonger was brilliant. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you see, whenever they have, they've got a, a bad guy that works well, they kill him. <laughs> yeah, that's the issue. <laughs> Um, which, which is actually yeah. part, of the, part of the Marvel structure, film structure, that you kill off the baddies at the end. Yeah, it is very formulaic, like we said. Um, uh, which was why it was so shocking with Loki as well, though, in um, Fingy. Because he'd been the one exception to that rule. And then you think, think, if he's going to die, it'd be the end. But nope. I think everyone who's died in Infinity War hmm. now has a Disney Plus show. Apart yeah. from Heimdall. You're just the king of segways. I was going to go on to that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, because Loki's got one coming. Um, so Hawkeye one? No, Hawkeye didn't die, did he? But is a Hawkeye one? There is a Hawkeye one. Yeah. There's um, the obvious one that's coming out soon. I feel one, like one, one division. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, I mean so, that's the only one um, that's got a trailer out, isn't it, at the moment? Oh, well, there, there was a brief trailer of both the Loki one and the Falcon and Winter Soldier one. Uh, that's the Falcon and Winter Soldier. With, that's with WandaVision combined in 30-second Super Bowl spot. Because oh, okay. uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was meant to come out in August, but it has ties to Black Widow, so they can't release it until after Black oh, Widow. I see. Okay, okay. Um, was WandaVision... It feels like WandaVision sets up quite a lot of the MCU that's coming up. Yeah, from um, the looks of it. Um, like, the... Um, I 
oh, was it the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness? Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a title. What a title. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to go into leaks here, but I've, I've seen some of the Spider-Man related stuff, and if you're interested, go and have a look because I'm very excited by what I've seen. I've seen some stuff. Um, oh, you mean like, um, yeah, about. Um, I mean, we could talk about it because it's not really spoilers because they're not guaranteed yet anyway. And I could see if it's what I'm thinking of, I could see a lot of it. Well, I, I know, I know. So there's two things that's in my head. One is that Doctor Strange is going to be the mental character in Spider-Man Three: Work from Home. Yeah, that's more of a rumored one, that is, isn't it? Work oh, from home. Is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all, all rumored. Don't call it that. <laughs> it's a trick. Um, but also. Um, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are Coming going back, to return, yeah. uh, set up a Spider-Verse film. Yeah, because Multiverse adds to it as well, though, doesn't it? So yeah. it all fits still. Um, um, there's also Miles Morales as well, I believe. So Miles Morales has already been mentioned in the MCU. Yeah, well, his uncle, isn't it? Yeah, his yeah. uncle's in it. And I, th- I think it was the deleted scene, actually. He mentions his cousin, Miles. Oh, okay. But they didn't include it in the film. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I kind of want Sony to get Peter Parker back, but the MCU to be allowed to use Miles. Yeah, I mean, Peter Parker was in Sony, he was in that Spider-Verse film. Oh, Sony owned Peter Parker. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Sony owned all of the Spider-Man-related stuff. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, because there's still the whole thing going on with their partnership with MCU, ain't there? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Which that, was that's crazy what... when it happened. I did yeah. not expect Spider-Man to come back. No, at this point in time, every single Marvel character is under the Marvel roof with just some contractual exceptions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's the Sony thing. Marvel has to ask Sony to use them, but currently they are. I mean, I think it's only the Incredible Hulk that Marvel can't make a solo film now. Yeah, I have heard that. Yeah, yeah, but um, they're obviously but still they, able to they, use it. They still make the film, but they'd have to pay Universal. Oh, okay, yeah. Or they could just make four Ragnarok, and it's basically four and Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because it is a Hulk film, as much as it's a four film, really. Yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed all these buddy ones. Um, yeah. because I don't think any of them have undermined the, the title character. No, not at all. I think they've enhanced it in a lot of ways. Ragnarok needed to happen. Cannot wait until four Love and Thunder. Four, four. I'm not saying that because I can't. I can't say it. It's been an ongoing joke that when it comes out of the cinema, if they're open again, I've got to go over to the can and be like, "Excuse me, can I have four for four, four, please?" Four, four, four. <laughs> four for four, four at four fourteen. Sound? You sound like you're a Chili penguin. <laughs> but yeah, um, how do you, f- yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, I hate all of that. Um, four for four, four, four for four. Fuck off. <laughs> nice to see someone else I can't say, though, apparently. You don't have like a list for anything, do you, then? I can't do my teas. Okay. So uh, it's not too bad, but four and four. Four don't work. No, they sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do most of them, man. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, what's going on with Four Love and Funded then? Because I don't know too much about that. 
Uh, I don't. I don't know what its release date is anymore. I'm just going to wait for COVID to stop budging. Yeah, all the, you don't know. Yeah. I think it's 2022 now. I think February 2022. Yeah. Might be wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we have Disney Plus tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing they've said is that Valkyrie will be searching for her queen. Uh, oh, okay. She's sort of ankle. Means that she's going to be finally coming out LGBT. Hopefully bisexual because that's what she's in the comics. Um, which Disney have been shite on representing so far. Um, <laughs> Even though I think that's probably more. I think bisexual is probably more of, um, common than gay or lesbian. You know, I have no idea, but just everyone that I know that um, is either gay or lesbian at one point or still are actively in- interested in the other sex i just don't really do as much with that one yeah well the thing called the kinsey scale which you rank it from one to seven i, I, I can't remember which way it runs but one is only attracted to men seven you're only attracted to women oh and i see yeah four is equal between the two so you could be across across yeah. it yeah, that, yeah. that's also quite a reductive way of uh going it because there's yeah, so, but, so much yeah bit. yeah but when it comes to labeling everything though you have to look, have a reductive way of doing it yeah. you know uh, <laughs> you have been attacked by a poltergeist. <laughs> I was expecting that to happen all <laughs> podcast. Um, he's not down the finest one out of all of them. He knocked that one down. What on earth was that? Uh, it's my painting that I had that I did, and I like to put it up on the backdrop. But right, it was in a weird place. Yeah, that it was that. Uh, that's, that's good. Thank you. A creative juggernaut. Uh, no, the um, the other thing that we've seen is that uh, Natalie Portman will be returning as Jane Foster, and will be becoming the Mighty Four. Oh, okay. See, uh, that surprised me. In the um, was it Endgame? Wasn't it? She came back in. She had some scenes in. I I, I don't know if they reused an old scene or if she filmed a very um, brief bit because I don't. I'm pretty sure. Sh- yeah, I'm pretty sure that they were new scenes because I'd fair. watched. Um, some of the four ones recently before, oh, okay. and I remember thinking at the time. So a deleted scene, they were used to delete. Oh, possibly, scene. possibly, um, yeah, yeah. But they still would have uh, had to get the um, the okay from her, wouldn't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. And she mm-hmm. was invited to the premiere, um. So it was clear that they had mended that relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, in the comics, Jane Foster takes up the mantle of four, uh, yeah. in possibly one of the best, uh, modern arcs, um. Did the best, some of the one of the best modern marks in comics, yeah. Um, and I certainly recommend reading it. it it's not going to adapt it wholesale because, in that, Jane Foster's dying of cancer, yeah, yeah, it's or up until her demise, yeah, because doesn't it that it makes it worse every time she turns into four or something, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm not quite sure if that's going to be, um, what, uh tone they're going hmm. after. Yeah. I mean, they could do something similar to it because you still had Iron Man with the shards of metal going towards his heart, which suddenly basically disappeared. It just kind of stopped at one point. Or he was able to get some magical operation he was never able to get before or something. Yeah, I think they took it out at the end of Iron Man 3. Yeah, but then he still had the battery in his chest. Yeah, because that's merchandising. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be there. It's got to be the dark tattoo. There is a bit of with Iron Man because I think they were moving to writing him out towards the end of Iron Man 3. 
Mm. Uh, but then they didn't because they kept they, him around for a bit yeah, longer. Yeah, they drove some dumpsters full of money to Robert Downey Jaw's door. Yeah. I, I, mean, I could, I could I still see him coming back eventually. Yeah, um, potentially. I, I, I would rather he doesn't. I think. Yeah. I, I think it will be important, impo- at least not for a long while. Uh, the the only person I want to see returning to the MCU, and this is someone who was not in the MCU before, but I want mm. to see Old Man Logan played by Hugh Jackman. And I yeah. do not care what nonsense they have to devise to get him in there. I want Old Man Logan played by Hugh Jackman. Well, I mean, as you, as I'm sure you know, like you said earlier, all the um, X Men and stuff are also included in the MCU umbrella now. Fantastic Four, Doom, all of them lot in it, so. But I don't see Hugh Jackman coming back to do, to be honest. So Hugh Jackman has said that the only thing that's going to get him to return to playing Wolverine mm. is an Avengers film. Okay. Um, Patrick Stewart said much the same as well. However, he also said that after watching Logan, he knew that that was the perfect time to end. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I don't disagree with that. But... Look at it from like the comic point of view. Like it could just be that Logan did end then because yeah. the Logan is going to appear in the next film will be from an uh, alternate universe. I think if Marvel sell, this is old man Logan. This is a different character. Yeah. Um, plus, it means that they can keep him for longer and don't have to write him out as quickly <laughs> when he gets too fed up of doing action scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think it would be more like uh, depending on whether they bring the uh, Hugh Jackman back. Do you think it would be more a, wol- a Wolverine-based way to get X-Men into it? No, I, I suspect Scarlet Witch will uh, be Wolverine. House of M. Uh, yeah, House of M, um, which has always been one. Uh, teased in one division. Yeah, yeah House of M in reverse. Basically, instead of no more yeah. mutants, more mutants. Yeah, yeah, make mutants. Um, yeah, um, Wanda wanting more people like her in the world. Yeah, yeah. Which because I, I, she's actually supposed to be a mutant, isn't she? But obviously she isn't in the MCU because when they started all that, there was still the yeah. thing going on. Because they're Magneto's kids, weren't they? Your idea. Yeah, yeah. And they're absolutely not in the MCU, but... No. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. They, would they... Could they change reality? Because she walks reality, don't she, Scarlet Witch? That's her thing in yeah. the end. So would she walk reality so that it carries on from then? Or... Would she wore for reality so that Magneto was always her dad? Do you know what I mean? So she was always a mutant with a change I, like that? Because that would be I, interesting if they do that. I don't actually think uh, Magneto being her father is that important to the overall... No. Uh, um, I think of how connected she is to mutants is. Um, I, 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 see, I see mutants being introduced in uh, two ways. Because the, the, the third way is that you... Sorry, there's three ways. One is you pretend that they were, they've always been there and you have like <laughs> yeah. Professor X blocked them out from existence. But that would sort of defeat the yeah. entire point. They, they would have helped with Thanos. They would have helped with all that stuff. And that there would just be that narrative black hole there, which I don't think they'd take. The uh, second is... You could it, get around that because Thanos was kind of worldwide, so they were dealing with their own version of that situation going on. Potentially, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it... it it feels a lot like, oh, they were always there. It's not that yeah. exciting. Uh, not. You wouldn't get the woohoo moment. Yeah. Uh, the, the second one would be uh, the X Men are in another multiverse. 
So they're already established. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you could ignore the Fox timeline, but let the Fox films have already established the X-Men in people's minds. So you, yeah, don't, yeah, you don't have to bother reestablishing a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't have to be specifically that one either, but they could be obviously very influenced by the Fox thing. Yeah, they, I think they yeah. might choose a few people here and there, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it like that and make it so that this is basically the Fox one, but doesn't have to be exactly, you know. Yeah, it, this is yeah. a universe over from the Fox one or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, or they just pop into existence from Wanda doing something. Yeah. So she maybe she changes reality. So then they have always been there. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. So th- that's the thing. Yeah, where she makes them appear and they've always been there. So only we're aware of it, or whether everyone's aware that these things just appeared. Oh, that's it. Um, do you know how the Inhumans were created? Oh, uh, I know why they were created because they were just you know because X Men were doing crap or something, so they wanted to make a new X Men to take over. But well, I, I, well, I think it's because Marvel didn't own the film rights to X-Men, so they didn't want to create new X-Men characters. Yeah, I think it was all And they couldn't use them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which they did, we did a couple of times, and they realised that they'd made a mistake. Mm. So, uh, but there's, there's that potentially that they take the Inhumans' uh, existence and add it to the X-Men, and then they can create two factions. We've got the X-Men and the Inhumans. Yeah, but at the same time, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still supposed to be canon, and they did that. I know it's not, but they argue it. It's not canon anymore. Stuff still goes along with what happens in the films. Yeah. I've finished now, anyway, I think. Anything that's not on Disney Plus or uh, an MCU film is not canon anymore. They announced officially that. Uh, Basically. But you know how the argument could go, though. Uh, Shield is not canon, um, and we know that because Colson has not returned. Yeah, it was still supposed to be canon the whole time. Though. It was supposed to be because you had stuff yeah. going on with the dark. Um, I remember I had to not watch it at one point because I hadn't watched the second oh, yeah. film. Definitely, once it started, it was yeah, yeah, linked yeah. with the MCU. Um, but there was the massive split between the MCU, uh, Marvel film and Marvel TV. Um, yeah. And, and now it's all gone back under house, and Kevin Feige's in charge of all, which is one of the reasons all the Netflix shows got cancelled. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. All the reasons that Shield's now ending because they want to start again. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about the future stuff coming out then? Like, because I know like the ones we're on about, like, um, the future shows and that, but like the future phases that are coming out, does the, what is it again now? Um, the Eternals. I can't wait for the Eternals because it feels oh. like it's going to be really different. Yeah, they're more uh, like a space-based thing, aren't they? I don't, I don't know how to explain them. Um, I don't know much about them. Uh, they're, they're co- the comic, the Eternals comic, is not what they're going to be adapting because it's very weird. Um, Are they gods or? Basically, yeah. Yeah, eternal beings. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I'm, the cast looks incredible. We've got Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden in there. Yeah, um, yeah. Kamal as well, I believe. It's, yeah, Kamal Majid. Uh, Gemma Chan's in it as well, who's already yeah. played a major role in Captain Marvel. Oh, really? Okay. Um, no, that looks there's, great. There's Black also Widow. that, yeah, Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the 12 <laughs> rings, 10 rings, is it? Shang-Chi and the 10 rings. Yeah. I'm not fussed about that yet. Yeah, same. I'm not really that bothered about um, martial arts. 
And it's like Iron Fist. Iron you know, Fist was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you watch that then, did you? Yeah, I watched the first season. Or tried to, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, I watched it all. Because Carrie yeah. Ann Moss was in it, and I like Carrie Ann Moss a lot. Who's that? Uh, Trinity from Matrix. Who was she in um, Iron Fist? Uh, Hogarth, the lawyer. She was, she's been in quite a few of the series. She's been in Jessica Jones and Daredevil as well. Wait, the 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 blonde woman? No, the black-haired one. The lesbian. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me... i got to have a look at it now. Um, black-haired female lawyer um, iron fist. You never know. Shots. Oh, her, yeah. Yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. I know the lady you mean. I'm with you yeah. now. Um, but the one I am looking forward to see how they do though, um, in the future films, I don't believe it's because the next phase is next phase is five, isn't it? The next no. one coming. So we're on four. four and the one in five, okay. they've not announced when five starts, but yeah, they've not announced when it starts, but they've already announced one of the characters, which will be Blade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, will be interesting. And the fantastic four. Have they, have they announced that? They've announced the Fantastic Four. Oh, I've been a bit behind on stuff lately. So oh, they announced the Fantastic Four when they announced Blade. Oh, but okay. It, I was, <laughs> missed it. It was a they introduced Maher Show Ali. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Kevin Feige says, uh, "And we don't have time yet to talk about the Fantastic Four or yeah. mutants or Captain it- Marvel 2. Oh, yeah, because they, they did bring out a timeline, didn't they? Obviously, that timeline's messed up now. But... Oh, yeah. 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 We were meant to be two films deep into that timeline now. Yeah. So what would it have been? Black Widow and... Eternals. We should have already seen oh, the Oh, wow. Really? That, that was meant to come out early November. Wow, it's weird. It feels like it wasn't that long ago this stuff was announced as well. No. That's well, crazy. We... Don't you think it's weird how Last quick this year's gone? Year. I feel it's been so slow. Really? Yeah. I feel like it's flew by, man. I mean, I don't know. I've, I I don't know if it's because I've been like, uh, as you know, I've been like proper, like just making shit constantly. I've got addicted to creating content. That's what I've done this um, during lockdown. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> creating a load of random ass shit. <laughs> ah, well, if it keeps you busy, that's, that's literally all it is, man. That's the same for all of us, I'm sure. Uh, I, I, speaking of which, need to be pulled into my other random shit of this evening. So I've only got a few more minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I'm sure you were doing something. Yeah. Um, I swear there was something I was going to ask you at the end. Let me look for it. I swear there was something, but I don't know, you know. I think we've actually covered everything that I had written down anyway. <laughs> All the random little things. So, well, I see the time is now hurtling towards two hours, so yeah. this has been quite substantial. Yeah, yeah. Now, man, I think we can cut it off there in that case. Thank you for all those chats. I've been very, I very much enjoy political talks, and having someone that actually understands it as well explaining it to me is nice. That's right, and I apologise to all of your listeners for what I think was two hours of talking and 90 minutes on fuck Trump. <laughs> my listeners luckily seem to, this is the kind of way we go every time, and luckily my listeners seem to enjoy that kind of conversation, so we're good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, Marvel and, and the madness of the world. Uh, anything you want to plug before you get going? 
Uh, so I'm in a weird place where we've got some stuff coming up. So I'll be running a uh, Lark Lord, which is a task-based panel show, very similar to Taskmaster. Uh, some would say format stolen wholesale, uh, which our first episode will be airing at 7 p.m. on the 6th of December. Uh, and we have a full season of stuff uh, for that, which we're running with our, my, uh, our improv troupe missing in Nottingham. Um, so okay. have watched that. Honestly, we're just messing around and we're just killing time because the world is awful at the moment. Yeah. So is that like your usual group or are you bringing in people to do it as well? Or uh, So it's our usual group, but there will be open spaces. Okay. Remember me when you've got uh, one available. I would love to uh, jump on. I, I will do. What What's this going to be? Is I, I'm letting all of our group get first dibs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, once that's happened, I will branch out and ask a few other people to fill in spaces um, oh, so it's not that I, it's not i don't want you um no <laughs> no 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 the, the way it, this is very much just a i did it for nottingham comedy festival yeah and it went down storm a lot of people said can we do this and i thought oh, i had lots of fun screw it let let's put yeah. on like uh, a season of this uh 25 people i reckon i'm going to fill most of those uh and then uh, if it goes well again at that point oh, it will be completely open yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll let yeah. you know if it's space. If there's not, I apologise, but I'll let you know if we run it again, in which case I'll put you towards the top of the list. No, no, that's absolutely great, man. I'm just always happy to jump on and help out and stuff as well. Fun to do, and it's fun. But it sounds like a great idea, though, man. I love it, uh, to be honest. Uh, it, cool. it worked really well last time. So one of the tasks was make the best piece of art using a single sheet of toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> oh, you could, wow, you could, okay. You could use, I'd put other stuff on it as well, but the focus yeah. had to be the sheet of toilet paper. Uh, I mean, at one end of it, we had a person who just drew a picture on it <laughs> and had <laughs> an awful pun. And at the other end, uh, somebody replicated the screen painting on it to a disturbing degree of accuracy. <laughs> um, it was beautiful. Um, so I'm really excited well, to see what other people do on, yeah. on this slot. Um one thing I'll say then, uh, pass me over the details and I'll put something on with this, you know, with this. And also, uh, when I've got the details, I'll put, I'll do a little thing for you at the beginning of the quiz as well to make a point of it. Because anyone watching the quiz should like stuff like that, so it makes sense. Yeah. That audience might want to check it out. So, yeah, yeah, I'll do that as well. well when's but, the quiz? I, I know I've got it on my diary. Uh, yeah, I was about to ask you that as well. Are you down for doing that then? Yeah, what date was it? Uh, the It will be the 2nd of December. Yeah, that is next Wednesday. That is all good. Go, go, and then we'll make a mention of that if I put a six, which will be the Sunday just after that then. Yeah. Cool then, but... Yeah, Thank um, you all. You're very welcome. Thank you very much as well for being here, man. And That's everyone, right. And everyone else listening, we will catch you soon. I, I haven't, you know, I, I, was, I was talking like I was going to say something for you, like some magic, and I haven't got a fucking outro at all. So the outro is, I'm going now. <laughs> take care, everyone. And you as well, John. Take care. We'll see you on the Comedian Quiz Off on the 2nd of December. I'm going to go to high. Peace. Bye.